I'm sorry. Nope, I'm done. No, I'm done. I'm leaving. Nope, that's it. Oh, that's oh it. I'm man. I'm out. Okay. I'm out. No, well, I'm back. welcome I'm to back. the new I'm NPCs. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to another NPCs uh, thing, podcast, episode. Uh, it is episode, oh god, I even wrote down the episode here number on on the thing. Yeah, 135. It's episode 135. We've, we've got 135 of these goddamn episodes up for you all to listen to if you really want to go that far back in our catalog. And you think 135 episodes averaging about maybe an hour, hour and 15 minutes per episode – Oh, that's plenty of content for you binge watchers or binge. What a is a binge listener really a thing? Totally. Is it? Is it? Okay. Well, okay. So speaking of binge listeners, anyway, of course, uh, as some of you can probably see, we are live now. So we are actually live doing this on Facebook and YouTube uh, during our normal recording time. Of course, it is uh, Saturday, May twenty second, and of course. Kyle's here as well because it's just Kyle and I doing the NPCs anyway. Yes, it is the twenty second. Hi, Kyle. Hey, what's up? Hello. We Hello. only saw each other like ten minutes ago when we were doing the news, right? I know. <laughs> did you miss me? What a. I <laughs> yes, I did. As you walked away to go take a leak and to relieve yourself. Yes, my right. my heart broke. Get another rock star. See... You know. You only said you were going to the bathroom. Now I've been lied to. I've been cheated out. I'm I've, sorry. No, I'm done. No, I'm done. I'm leaving. Nope, that's it. Oh, oh man. I'm okay. I'm out. Well, I'm welcome back. to the I'm new back. NPCs. <laughs> the NPC. The NPC. Yeah. 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 The, the NPC. only quest that this. The only quest this guy is going to give you is one to fuck off. That's all he's going to do. <laughs> the, the quest to to find other co-hosts. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh, man. So we were going to try to stream our last episode of the podcast this last week, and just things didn't work out right because it requires setup on my side to get things going. And of course, as busy as we have been doing all these different things with with supporting the Open Critic podcast as well, too, it's been a little bit of a nightmare to try to just sit down and set up the scenes on OBS. But in reality, it was just this. It was honestly, it's like uh, to make sure we were side by side a little bit better was just putting the discord window together. And then, oh my God, we've been muted this whole time while on stream. Holy shit. Or at least I have been. What? <laughs> Are you seriously? Oh, I've been recording the whole time, and I've been muted on stream. I thought I had us done. That's funny. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. I'm leaving it. I don't fucking care. That shit's funny. Uh, that's great. We've been muted the whole time. Well, that that's it for me. Bye, guys. I'm, gonna, I'm just going <laughs> to roll out of the way here again and leave. Oh, God. Well, at least the, the, the theme worked out just fine. So Yeah. Oh, man. So that means they didn't catch any of the quips then that I made. Oh, there. They, they just heard your part of it because of the audio. Fuck me, man. I need I, – I fucking need to go buy that Elgato. So that way, like, I have a, a joint mute button. 
you know, joint mute, unmute button and, and everything else that goes with it. So I have better control over it. God damn it, man. I am so terrible at this. (laughs) (laughs) Eh, Oh God. Shit happens, right? (laughs) Yeah. No kidding. Um, Let's see here. I got. I'm just looking here at this at this at the stream right now because we're all live and just making sure everything is okay. Uh, yeah, everything looks good there. Uh, so anyway, moving in, I guess to the meat of the podcast. Anyway, though, too is uh, yeah. Besides, of course, not being able to do the stream like I wanted to last week and all the settings in OBS and obviously I'm terrible at managing the stream anyway because I forgot to unmute myself. Um, uh. My computer has been having troubles, and of course, we didn't do the news last night. We did it uh, only an hour or 10 or 15 minutes ago is when we ended, and unfortunately, um, one of my drives is starting to finally go bad, and um, the problem is that it looks like what I thought was the drive that was going bad ended up actually being um, a drive I only just replaced this last year or just added in this last year. Yeah, so like what I thought was the one I was telling you last night, Kyle. Uh, um, mm-hmm. So the what I thought was the original one when I bought the computer off this guy uh, was a, it was a 500 gig Seagate drive, and so I thought that was going bad because that means that it's been in the computer since about tw- late twenty no late twenty seventeen early twenty eighteen yeah, and I was running out of space on it for installing things and putting games on, so I bought the terabyte drive and was using that to put games on, and it's like yesterday as i'm getting thumbnails set up for the news and as i'm starting to get things built out for um as i'm getting things like ready to go i go to export the thumbnail for the news and everything freezes like i can't export anything out at all i couldn't i couldn't like i couldn't do anything even task manager froze task manager froze kyle (laughs) that's brutal So, so i like I didn't know what to what to really say on that, um, you know, and I was I went through a bunch of different like tests on things. I went through a bunch like I even tried automatic repair, check disk stuff. Nothing. Mm-hmm. No problems could be found again because I thought it was the 500 gig disk. And of course, it happened again tonight. And I saw that it was the the terabyte spinny disk and it was pegged at 100 percent and I couldn't figure out what was going on. So I just did a simple reboot and then everything was fine again. I don't know. I I need I need my wife, if she's watching this, to allow me to go spend, mm, I don't know, Kyle, what's a good number? What's a good number? Uh, Well, they did just have those uh, Seagate Enterprise drives come out that have two arms. Now, they're going to only be available. Hold on. Hold on. No, Kyle, not not just a hard drive. No, not just a hard drive. But these are faster than SSDs. Okay. As cool as that is, and I'm going to remember that, what do you think is a good number that I could give, like, that I could use to potentially go build a new computer? Let's go that way. So just give me a good number. To build a new computer? Yeah, I think I could segue this with a failing hard drive to it being maybe a full computer rebuild. What do you think? Shoot. I mean, I don't think... You're not upgrading the video card, are you? You're keeping the same video card, right? Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> that's a that's a big one. Because uh, I I think I right I now you're my... you're looking probably at least two grand. 
Nah, the bonus is that at least most of the well, stuff. Well, no, like, no, I, not necessarily because you've got all that RAM and stuff. Um, you could all you could reuse some of your parts. You, you'd be looking at a lot less than that. Almost you, I mean, everything. Almost everything in this computer would be reused except the the motherboard, the power supply, oh. and the existing processor, and then of course the drives that are failing on me. And so, yeah. we, we can upgrade you for less than a thousand. Yeah. What's funny is that my wife is currently in chat on here right now, and she called me a dork uh, because of the <laughs> audio issue. And so she says, "Oh Lord, plus you're an adult. Buy what you want as long as I get a motorbike." So there's that I have to deal with. Oh, and then now motorbike. she's yelling at you. <laughs> Amy's yelling oh. at you, Kyle, to say stop giving you uh, stop giving me ideas. So, oh, okay. <laughs> so now you're in trouble with my wife. So you better run. Um, oh man! Actually, lucky for you, not here at the house. Um, right. So with that, of course. Anyway, yeah, it's like with everything freezing up. It's just what sucks is that this is the main rig that does a lot of the stuff for the NPCs anyway, and so it's like I need to have a fallback. So we we talked about it before we started um, streaming the news was about buying a NAS as well, too. And, of course, now it's the whole back and forth, and you could buy, like, what is it, a Synology DS920 Plus is the one I looked at that has four, I think, three or four drive bays in it, set it up for RAID, and, uh, you know, back up. And that's only, like, 900 and some odd dollars after getting all the drives I want. I only want 16 terabytes of backup space. That's all. That's not bad. I think yeah. I can swing that. Uh, man, I'm, I'm trying to remember... Because I think my the one that my brother has has like six drive spots. Okay. I think. Um, I think he's got a, like 64 terabytes right now. 64, damn. See, I just, yeah. I would like. Something like that. But, I mean, he, he uses it for work like and that. school and stuff. Mm. And he he's between like two different locations because uh, he'll sometimes he's out here for a couple months and then he'll be back in Philly for a couple months. So I mean, it makes sense for him to have you know a localized piece of of storage for all of his data. So no, or at I least get a that. backup. Oh, I, I get that. I get that. And just it's expensive to try to buy anything offsite, like for hosting purposes and stuff. So it's right. like I'm not going to go spend the money. Like with Google or Microsoft or something that have offsite storage, because it's well, like and, I wouldn't use it a lot, at least for offsite. He, like he, off-site. he he did pick it up on Prime Day, so I mean he got a really good deal on the uh, NAS, and then I think the uh, drives because Newegg was doing uh, some sort of like Prime Day competition deal. Um, he got the drives at a pretty decent deal too. So right. It turned out all right, I, but I, I think that's really when you have to do it is like Black Friday or or uh, like Prime Day to to get you know a relatively inexpensive consumer level one. Absolutely, and I'll keep my eye out because I'm sure that like I think Prime Day is supposed to be getting moved up this year, and there's of course God, all these deals so. going on anyway. So I'll keep an extra eye out on it. But anyway. We're not here to just talk about my computer woes. We're here to talk about video games. And yeah. I have I have decided to name this episode for some reason because I thought it was just funny <laughs> off my head for whatever reason. I decided, Kyle, to call this episode The Village People because you're still I saw playing that. Resident Evil. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was the I thought it was the best thing. But obviously you don't see uh, Lady. Uh, what is it? Uh, Dimitrescu. Is now that I finally yeah. learned her Dim- name. Dimitrescu. You know, you don't see her. You don't see her up there with a mod going Y M C A. You know, she's not doing the whole <laughs> dance or anything. But 
we could work towards that. So how are things going in Village? And have you pissed your pants yet on anything? No. Um, honestly, the kind of spookiest part for me was actually the castle. I'm actually like kind of towards the end of the game now. Um, I'm on my way to... I, I want to say I, I've gotten all the pieces that you have to collect. So I'm kind of on my way to the, the the Heisenberg fight, to the, like the dealing with the last like final boss stuff that I that I have to do uh, for the game because I've pretty much done everything. Um, I, I know there was a few things that I missed, but I, I think I'm actually blocked out of going back to certain locations. Um, it looks like. So I, I don't know if I need to check that. I'm kind of at the point where um, the longest part for me was actually the castle. And that was actually the spookiest part for me. Um, so n- that being said, and knowing that there's there's one location that no matter what you do, you can always get away from Dimitrescu. And that being the coffee table in the in the foyer, you can just run circles around it, and she can never catch you, because the I, I I don't know if it was a hitch that they intentionally programmed in there, or or what, but uh, I I'm probably gonna replay it right after I beat it again. That's fair enough. I'm you know, I'm that... enjoying it a, a lot. Um, Good. but I, I I think some of the parts that people were like, oh, that's the that's the spookiest for me. It was kind of kind of walking simulator-esque for me. And I, I've i heard a little bit of that from uh, different reviewers and different players mm-hmm. so far, too. One of the So you know exactly curious, what like, I'm talking about, then. Yeah, and it's getting me prepped for when I can actually go and play the game, because I, I really want to push through all of Mass Effect before I get to that one. But what I'm curious about, though, is are you completely out of the castle? Like, you're completely done and over Oh, yeah, for a long time now. And, and when I said... That okay. it, the the castle is actually the longest part. Like that, it everything else has been kind of just a big puzzle to me. Like you go into an area and it's a big puzzle where you know you go into the castle and it feels like a a small collection of puzzles at least, um, culminating to one big puzzle. Where you know you go into um, Moreau's area and it's. Uh, a big water puzzle and then a shootout and then the, then it's kind of over interesting i'm surprised yeah. that one would be that um quick. the the uh when you when you fight the uh doll that's possessed or whatever um it's it's like a walking simulator and there, i mean there's one spooky bit that that's in there but it didn't really catch me and i kind of knew w- what was coming because i was like oh there's a locker i can get into right here and there's a bed mm-hmm. that i have the ability to crawl it under and i was like oh so this is going to turn into outlast for this for this area and no nah, it was it was more walking simulator they try to emulate the the tension of outlast but it didn't really do it for me um I probably would have honestly turned it off if it was uh, emulating the uh, tension of Outlast too much because I don't like Outlast. Well, that's that's one of those things I brought up at like in one of our discussions several weeks ago was about how Resident Evil Seven and Village have really have really taken a lot of like a really like hard look at themselves 
um, or at least Capcom had before those two games were released. And it's like, these are the games that people are playing horror wise and jump scare wise. And, and, you know, it's like, we weren't necessarily the founders of it, but we, you know, we're the people who made games that really focused on a lot of that. And I think because they got themselves so far away from it as, as things went on that they had to take that step kind of forward by reviewing what those games mm. were successful at, um, and then incorporating that into the Resident Evil world, which I think they did. I think they did a really good job at least adapting to some of it. So I'm not surprised that you would be getting Outlast-style vibes uh, from playing, especially Village. See, and I feel like since uh, 4, Resident Evil has kind of played towards what what's popular in in mainstream horror at the time because i mean you think about it even at the time that uh five and six came out Mm -hmm. horror at that time was uh big action zombie movies right it it, it was tension in numbers you know it's terrifying because there's so many and that's a lot of bad coming at you you know but i it it doesn't necessarily set the 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 right sense of horror i think that you're that that was originally intended for for resident evil i think it it does better as, as you know something that creates tension or or you know just your classic jump scare even cuz it, it does classic jump scares really well still and that's good that at least it does um but I think just the overemphasis on the actiony side of things and maybe the occasional like, oh, God, this, you know, this thing scared me. And then you don't really have anything that that phases you that way for a good while, you know, is what was missing out of the formula that has been Resident Evil, at least up until mm-hmm. the point of these two games being released. So at least it's good that they're they're going back to their roots, but learning what has been working for other people now for some time, at least, you know, when with what they had been doing. Right. Uh, but how long, like based on your understanding of playthrough and that anyway, is how long do you think you have left until you're done? Um, I know I'm right at about 10 hours right now. I think I probably have because I wander around a lot and I'll, I'll revisit areas even if I don't need to. Like I, I just bebop around sometimes. And I, I, there are times I'll admit that even with the map, I'll get lost because it, I don't know, it, it's almost like the map doesn't seem to translate too well to the what what's actually on the ground, at least in my mind. But, um, I don't know, I'm probably maybe an hour, hour and a half from the end, if that. Okay. Yeah. So you, okay, so at least you're not too far off from being done, I suppose, then. Uh, I might even be closer than that because the way everything's just kind of building up quicker and quicker and quicker. I'm getting to a point where it's like I walk into a room and I know it's going to be a firefight because I walk into an area and it's like there's a ton of ammo. And if Mm -hmm. I walk into the next room, it's probably going to be two or three firefights that I have to do in that very room. So it's like, oh, maybe there's a lever. So... When when I run up to the lever, I'm going to have to do a firefight before I pull the lever and then after I pull the lever. Because there's going to be enemies that jump down and it starts, you know, an event right then when I walk up to the lever. And I, I just know that from the amount of ammo. And I, I think that, that 
That being said, because I'm also, every time I go through one of those firefights, I'm coming out with just a teensy little bit more ammo. So I think mm, I'm building up okay. to something a little bit bigger at this point. Um, and it's been a minute since I actually fought my previous boss. Oh, okay. Okay. So, yeah. okay. And do you feel that the pacing has still been okay through the majority of it? Or do you feel like, again, you were talking walking simulator. So do you feel like that the pacing is fine enough between the action and the actual suspense and I the do. horror part? Okay. I do. Um, I felt like seven. Um, It moved a lot from, it was just like, you you ease into a boss fight. It's just like you dip one toe and then you get shoved into the tub type thing. And that's every bit of the game. It's like you finish a boss fight and then you get introduced to the, the boss and then boom, you're in the fight. And wow, then okay. you're out. At least that's how seven was for me until till towards the end, you know, um, when you go to the ship and whatnot. But okay. I, I don't know. Maybe that was just me that felt that way. I don't know. Okay. Did you play seven? No, again, because oh, okay. of my because of my propensity to avoid horror games, at least uh, a good chunk of them, it's one that I haven't touched still. And I See, guarantee, and like, if I go and do play it, I'm not touching the VR version at all. No, thank you. So yeah, just the way it was set up, it it almost felt like a series of boss fights. But because of that, it made the tension like really really good I, I don't know at least for me okay okay well what else have you been playing then the uh these this last week um not a whole lot honestly um <laughs> i put a lot of time into village when i when i got the chance um on okay. one day um other than that i played a little bit of mass effect but even putting in i i think maybe another hour and a half I'm still not off the Citadel, um, and that's like since the last we we talked off podcast. I you know like a bit. So it was what uh, Wednesday, Wednesday Thursday. I I've maybe put in this week a total of two hours, three hours, and I'm still not off the Citadel. It's just it's one more mission after another. It's like I oh this person wants me to go talk to this person. Okay, well I'm I'm going that way anyway. So oh and I get there and there's a firefight. So I can't do the other mission that's there. I got to take care of this firefight and finish the mission and then I got to go do this other mission and then I can come back and do the other mission that I was going to do right. while I was at that bar in the first place. Yeah, and it's it's one of those unfortunate circumstances is because it's like you're you're working to build up your party essentially by going around and, and doing these things here and there. Um, and then you, there will be, it should be coming up here within probably about the next hour of gameplay or so uh, just based on guessing where you're at from what you said mm -hmm. that you will be back on the Normandy and be able to go to the next, um, uh, to the next location outside. I, the Citadel. I think I'm actually, if I, if I turn in like one quest, I can do that. I think, but okay. I'm kind of avoiding that because I, I want to do some of the other stuff that's actually on the Citadel. Because I know I, I'm, I'm in it for three games now. And one decision I make on this game could affect me, you know, not maybe not, not in Mass Effect 2, but come Max, Mass Effect 3. Oh, shit, son. <laughs> and I'm, yeah, and see, yeah, you, you got to be careful on that one. But I think more of the side stuff really won't, unless, of course, it affects your Renegade or... Um, 
or Paragon. It's it's not going to do a lot more there. Like I think we'll, someone won't necessarily recognize you per se, but I think it's more so the the just Renegade Paragon stuff, and that's it. So if you skip some of it, it won't be the end of the world. I mean, you'd mm-hmm. have to be like truly going down like the path of like Renegade to truly have that impact as you go through the rest of the games. But as far as you're in just right be now, a total dick to everyone. <laughs> exactly. But you've, you're not in far enough to really start to have that being like the sticking point. I'd say once you hit about the three quarters mark, if you did everything Paragon, if you did everything on the side of good and wasn't like you weren't a dick to everybody, mm-hmm. you wouldn't be able to recover at that point. But as only with the amount of time that you're in right now, you've got a long way to go before your actions really have, like major consequences for say like the other two games in regards to your alignment um for local characters on the other hand though you will definitely be a dick but in the grand scheme of it though you won't have that until yeah at least three quarters of the game oh yeah okay so yeah so you got yeah you're fine there but yeah for me in mass effect like because i played that as well this week um outside of doing the once over which uh if anybody hasn't seen that's up of course on youtube now Uh, talking about all three of the games. Uh, But for Mass Effect, I'm now as far in as having that first meeting on the Citadel, uh, being in front, talking about uh, Saren. So actually, like, discussing what was found and and the, um, uh, you know, that it's like Saren was the one who did this, at least according to the information and such. And it's just, it's it's a lot of back So, like... So a little bit further than me, then. <laughs> oh, I oh okay. I didn't realize that. Maybe I just skipped or, a lot or of maybe, the side may- stuff because I'm just trying to play it. Is all. May- maybe not. I don't know. Um. So, like the uh, the mission where you accuse Saren, or do you actually go back with more data? No, like so I'm. Oh God, I swear to God, that's where I'm at. Like I know I'm on the Citadel, and I keep know in I mind talk this to the is council, this but... is technically my first time playing. I mean, I I've started it a few times, but I don't remember anything from this. Have game you not been in front of every the time I got? Then? Oh no, I have one time. Yeah, but was Saren there at all? Uh, only digitally. He was he was like he came in via intercom or whatever, and was just a project projection. But you but he was actually communicating and talking, right? Like uh yeah actually, to like, defend himself stuff. i think so i yeah yeah that's it that's it right. that's where i'm at yeah. that's where i'm at yeah okay so you're you're uh, i'm probably like well once again i do a bunch of wandering around mm-hmm. senses senselessly trying to find shit uh because i i haven't figured out can you set waypoints oh god because that, that's one of the remember. hitches i'm having is i, I honestly would really don't really love to be able to set a waypoint but um, yeah, I'm probably maybe recall. two hours ahead of you. But that's that's all side quest BS. I mean, yeah, I, I'm and, pretty and much ready wrong. to leave the plant or leave the citadel at this point. Yeah, and I'll do the exploring around though too. Like a lot of the stuff I've been doing in regards to actual exploring has been looking more at like the the landscapes and the lighting effect differences. Because compared to you, I've actually played through all three. Um, and I'm just trying to get more of like a visual representation of like the, the legendary edition changes, uh, Mm -hmm. because I know that the base part of the game itself, dialogue, interactions, uh, the story itself hasn't changed. Just, just a lot of the graphic stuff has changed. So I'm, I'm more taking in like what has been adjusted in the game more than 
doing a lot of the side quest stuff. I'll most likely circle back around to doing what I can. Uh, but I will say I'm at least there. I'm, I'm one of those, especially back when the first game came out, it took me forever to get to do side stuff anyway, because oh, I was yeah. one always for stories. So I just go right off and into it. Oh so, yeah. And I'm, I'm one of those guys. I will, I will do literally everything I can up until the point where I, I, I just have to leave that area. Um, fair enough. But uh, have you? I I, w- I want to ask though. Have you noticed any of the uh, conversations that that actually are longer than the elevator elevator rides now? Yes, I have. Where yeah, where it, does, it actually it, makes the you'll you'll take an elevator ride and you'll be like, hey, wait a minute, why is this elevator ride longer than it was on the way down? Yeah, it really feels. Yeah, it truly feels like like somebody is working on the elevator or something and they have to slow it down to stay like safe or something. And yeah, the conversation just seems to go on, but it is the same conversations. Your, yeah. your news reports, you're talking with people. It's yeah. It's the exact same stuff that you expect already. So, uh, but we knew that that was going to happen anyway. I mean, the developers yeah. had already said that that was going to be this, like, we're not getting rid of the dialogue. We just had to make these tweaks to be able to allow you to listen to the dialogue again. Cause this was built at a time that we needed the extra, uh, the extra space to actually like, or the extra time to load assets in as stuff. But then on. again, that's what some of need. the dialogue, you know, the game is so story heavy in the first place. Some of the dialogue, True. like if, if you really want to get into it, like this is the, the game series is basically a sci-fi book. That's playable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, they really thought out some of the, the characters and ideas, the, the you know, the, the groups and yeah, it's just, the 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 whole theology of everything is just tremendous you know the scope yeah. of what they they've do, actually done with the game now that i'm actually that's, playing it and seeing it right that's why that's why it's as beloved as it is is because they created such a decent universe with this they created mm-hmm. such good ways for things to spin off and to branch out so that way it doesn't feel like you have to follow commander shepherd for everything it's like if they wanted to go a different route on stuff you could have you could probably have something that dealt with the rediscovery of the citadel you know way before humanity was ever flying in space at all and the development of all these different civilizations coming together to um, effectively becomes some sort of you like you know united federation and and what have you there's mm-hmm. there's a lot that could also be drummed up and built up on just from that alone because they did do such a good job so i'm glad that you're able to see that now i i really am yeah and i i mean just the amount of writing and creativity that went into <sighs> to a project you know of that scale right. and the, the fact that they had to think about i they had to have been dreaming it at least three games out, you know, for it, for it to work as well as it did, you know, and I don't know that it's just the insane, the, the amount of scope or the, I guess the, the scope of everything. Um, just not, not just, you know, the world building and everything, but just the project size. Yeah, it, yeah I, I don't know. I don't know how I, I skipped out on this one. That that was really dumb on my behalf, I guess. Oh, well, like, like I said in the news, I mean, obviously, of course, you know, I missed Time Splitters. That was a game I never played and, and ga- or game series I never touched in the first place. So it's um, so I get it. You know, there are things out there that happen like that. Like, uh, what was it? You know, it took me until the beginning of this year 
to actually play through and beat Titanfall 2's story mode. And last year was uh, Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice. Right. And those games have been out forever. And then even um, at the beginning of this year, trying out Sea of Thieves, finally. You know, that was something I had never done. And then it's like, because Preston had talked about it a lot too. And it's like, I went and finally played that. So, you know, being behind the times is not just a, a you know, it's it's not necessarily a unique thing. It all happens with us. But at least it's come out now. And even though you don't have one of the new consoles, your computer is well equipped to actually handle playing something Mm -hmm. uh you know of this scale and you at least get to enjoy the quality they put into it you know it's not saying that you're missing out on anything say from like you know 2007 when the game originally came out (coughs) excuse me but it uh but exactly it's it's you're able to at least you know enjoy it you're not missing any of the fundamentals that's the key thing right yeah uh, but so a little bit of Mass Effect for you, a little bit of the village. I, outside of Mass Effect as well, uh, did some Counter-Strike this week and I've like, we won the first game. It's all been competitive because the guys I'm I playing with, say it just that. I, like I saw you were do. on and it was competitive. Yeah. It's the guys I play with, um, they'll only go casual every once in a while, more for like warm up purposes or play deathmatch mm-hmm. just to kind of get their, their hands moving properly. But yeah, it's, it's been quite honestly competitive. So I did a little bit of deathmatch to warm up before I could join them. And the first game we played together, uh, we won. Um, and then the second one was a tie. Uh, but where I got, I got mocked for it by one person, but then everybody else stood up to the, the other guy there. Um, was that I had a lower kill count and a lower death count as well. But I went back and looked and I carried the bomb way more often in that first game than anybody else did. And so I just played more methodically that I was just staying back and behind. It's like I didn't want to rush in and get the kills and drop the bomb somewhere at a place that I was going to lose it and nobody was going to be able to get it safely. You know, if we had to re-rotate around to say like B or something. So... I well, and there's nothing worse and, than than a guy that has the bomb running out ahead of everyone and going, oh, guys, this way. True, true. Yeah, if you guys are if if your team is coordinated enough to do a rush, obviously you want to be towards the middle or the back if you're carrying the bomb. But yeah, you don't want to be that person right up there in the front that's carrying it and then die. And I think I only did that once, like in the second game. But no, I just I played slower in that. It's like, you know, I got mocked by one person because like, oh, man, it's like, look at my kill count. It's like I had like six kills at the end of one game or eight kills and everybody else had double digits, you know, anywhere from like uh, 14 to 20, I think was what the range was 14 to 20, 14 to 25 or something like that for everybody else. Uh, But it's like you look at the way the ratios go. It's like I didn't die as much though either so right so it's like maybe you should hold back and uh uh tamp down your uh your ridicule there as i have carried us to victory with the number of bomb drops i've done right yeah so there was a lot of uh there was a lot of fun in that one at least there so but be able to at least win and tie instead of actually losing was fine for me you know losing's not good so (laughs) i think i'd much rather stick with winning Right. Um, yeah, but I'm trying to think of some of the other like I touch anything else this week though, because I did that one. I did the once over there for Mass Effect. Um. Oh, we played some Modern Warfare as well. Oh, we yeah. checked out. We checked out some Warzone because of because for some strange reason everybody's got to do Johns. an 80s pack. 
Yeah. Yeah. We we had to yeah, check so, out the two Johns. Yeah. So for anybody who doesn't know, the most recent Warzone update included um, uh, operators you could buy or packs you could buy that are based on uh, John McClane from Die Hard and Rambo from Rambo. Uh, that includes the skins uh, or operators, actually, for Rambo and McLean. But you also get uh, weapon skins that go with them. And from the first Die Hard, uh, Nakatomi Plaza is now in downtown Fordansk. Mm-hmm. So, and ironically, did... Rambo and McLean are actual operators. They aren't just operator skins because yeah. they have done yeah. um, operator skins previously of characters. Like I know I have uh, – what is it? Ridley from uh, Alien as one yeah, of my that's skins. Right. I forgot so, she was one. But yeah. yeah, they are standalone operators. But remember, I showed you that screenshot last night where you could actually see a noticeable discrepancy between the neck and body for John McClane where the yeah. neck actually like doesn't blend in properly. And it looks like they took the body off of another character or another operator and then put the head on there. Um, but... What I was curious about, though, Kyle, is did you see Rambo's finishing move? I did not. So what he does is he his finishing move is he pulls out a knife, stabs the guy in the leg, and then jumps off of the guy's other leg or off of his back or something, turns around, and then shoots him with one of his explosive arrows. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's it's pretty it's pretty cinematic for even just doing that, but it is pretty cool and it definitely fits the style of Rambo. McLean yeah. on the other hand is putting his hands behind like his head and pulling out the pistol, just being quick and just bam. And it was like, you know, simple enough, I think, because it was something in a movie. I don't the, remember. The executions are almost becoming like Mortal Kombat fatalities at this point. Almost. I mean, I, I guess uh, they are really getting there because I remember like the Halloween one last year where you could actually summon like a whole like squadron of crows to go and pick somebody's eyes out or his back yeah. or something for Halloween. And um, uh, of course, then there's like sicking the dogs on them, though, too. So there's a lot of that. Um, but, yeah, we had to go check that out. We actually did pretty good there in that first match because it was that first. Uh, Ironically, yeah. It was that dog tag collection one where as long as you collected enough, you could respawn and, and unlock different things. Um, but, man, that was actually like I got to say I really like that mode because we did do pretty good there in the beginning. I think we well, got like sixth or fifth place. And, and well, that, that first one we got eighth, but then uh, oh, was it we eighth? did. Okay. Yeah, we did kind of poorly, and then we got like a pseudo victory. Uh, granted, we came in third, but you were you were still alive after I went down, and it it got to an extraction. It just happened to be that you you couldn't get to the guy before the extraction, but mm-hmm. technically it That's counted right. as a victory for us. Yep. That's very true. So I mean, it did. Yeah, you know, you can't really argue with with that and i mean the xp was nice but i just don't have enough like coins to go and buy the the rambo uh battle pack or the other uh the john mcclain one i I, would i've spent money on packs before and honestly i i'm I'm just i'm done with it at this point i think at least for this game it's one of those things if you're playing it consistently and you you want to kind of be a show-off or you know you want something just for you then yeah, it's neat. But I mean, when do you see it other than jumping out of a plane or walking on the uh, finding a match screen? You Fair know? enough. Yeah, it's, unless I it's mean, a, it's gun a skin. freemium game. 
yeah, yeah, it's it's not only the gun skin, but it's also the modifiers that go with the gun, though, too. The attachments this and is such true, that you can also some of get. Them, so. Yeah, some of them do actually have uh, boosts in certain areas, whether it be weapon damage, range, uh, accuracy, so on and so forth. So Yeah, because I am looking for a new CAR-98 build, so I may have to go through and see if any of them are CAR, oh, dear. have any uh, CAR-98 <laughs> setups, and maybe spend some money and then hate myself for paying into a freemium game, but... That's whatever down the line. Um, but that's really it on the games part for this week, though, because it's just been it's been another one of those weeks again, just to to keep going on things, I suppose, and the computer problems holding back on stuff. But uh, wrapping up our episode here, of course, you know, we normally bring mm-hmm. up a topic on talking about and. I want to circle back to what we were kind of talking about there in the news. So the biggest news I think we had this week had to be the Overwatch 2 PvP live stream where the new game director, um, the new or the development team in that were on there. A couple of them were and they were talking about the 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 biggest fundamental change to Overwatch um, really ever. Um, I, I've got to say it. I mean, I don't count roll locking like that because it still leaves you with what it is, but it's, it's reducing the, the player count to five on a team instead of six. Mm-hmm. And, um, what we talked about in the news, Kyle was really the impact to the professional side of, of the overwatch community. Those who were playing in that too. Um, so I wanted to circle back around on that. Because I'm curious to know kind of like what your thoughts are, especially on the future of Overwatch with this type of change, Um, you know, whether or not it's going to bring more people in because it's going to be easier to follow. Is it going to really detract from the core player base, uh, which would be you and me from playing it? You know, is it going to. Um, you know, what do you think it's going to do on that side uh, or what it's going to do for, for Overwatch going forward? Because this is what everybody's been used to. And now that you're making it so you can't play as two tanks, you can only play as one tank. Uh, what do you think that's going to do overall? Like, do you think people are going to really leave in Exodus like or, or leave in mass? Um, because oh, I'm going to look up, sorry, I'm going to look up, I'm going to look there. up like, um, I'm going to see if I can find any sort of player statistics or anything to show numbers or anything like who's playing. I kind of wonder after sitting here and thinking about it, after talking about it earlier, uh, like 30 minutes ago, like, is it something that's going to stick? I mean, there were, there were changes being made to overwatch within a month of it releasing, you know, and I'm, I'm talking major changes. You know, we didn't see them on console for like three months down the pipeline necessarily, but some of some of the stuff that started rolling out on PC, you know, a month, month and a half down the line. So, I mean, this is something that could potentially change. It could be, you know, that they're they're saying, oh well, tanks are noisy. Tank tanks can be messy, and you know, it just can cause you know some unfairness. Um, on the level, if you know, if you're in the proper level and you have the right meta, but I, I, I don't know. I guess that's part of the game. But to the same effect, like, 
we could see it change. We we could we could see so much backlash from it that it could change instantly. Or you know, we we may have you know, that they, they may make it like more fun, you know. May maybe getting to play the tank is like a reward type thing, you know. That's a fair that's a fair argument for it, I suppose. Um, I, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily maybe make it as like a reward, but it would or, feel... you know, everyone gets a turn type thing. So make everybody or force everybody to play flex and then assign based on that instead. So so that way it's like it, it just randomizes it. It puts it into a lottery to say out of the five people you're going to play, like out of all five people on the team, we're just going to give it to, you know, let it figure it out itself instead of um locking you in or just like it does now anyway you pick if you want to play tank uh dps or support I mean, you pick one of the three and then truly it might think about it have the timer the right tank or the right person playing a tank can be devastating no matter what even true. if they're coming up against their weakest characters they can still be utterly devastating if they know how to use it winston for me is is difficult to use or at I'm I'm getting more used to him now that I've been playing on PC, but I I don't know I just didn't like getting up close and personal to characters it, you know and I I didn't really understand how the the inner workings of Winston were but I I don't know I I feel like you know branching out and changing the the meta also gives players the the opportunity to play as other players you know you get so many people that. They want to play one thing all the time. Why? Why? You're, you're you're shutting off so much of the the game by doing that. True. That's that's very true as well. Um, and I I understand, especially on the professional level. You know, that's your job. But why would you want to? Why would you want to also pigeonhole yourself? Like I said, that that doesn't that doesn't mean you can further your, your career. The people that go on to become coaches, that go on to become the uh, announcers and stuff, those are the people that can play a good flex, you know, because they know the ins and outs. They know how to call the shots. They know what's going to come next. So they can they can talk about it as it's happening live. They can they can coach their team through what the other team's doing, you know, if it's if it's something that they haven't necessarily experienced. So, okay. No, and that, that's that's all fair points there to be able to look at. So what I'm trying to do here right now is uh, I'm not ignoring you at all on this call. But what I'm trying to figure out here is I'm I actually found a site here that actually lists out player statistics for different things. So I'm trying to just open up a bunch of tabs on my phone so there's no clickety clackety of the keyboard going on here in the background of the recording because that's all such a pain in the ass to edit. So I've got <laughs> tabs opened up here right now to look at player statistics. So right or so. Current player count in Overwatch is 164,594. I don't know exactly how they get the number here, so take my numbers with a grain of salt, I guess. Uh, but in the last 30 days, the average monthly players has been 6 million or around 6.5 million is what it's been, uh, with a monthly gain from last month of about 318,000. So it's about a 5% gain with peak players at around 436,000. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so try to keep those numbers in mind if you can. I got over or League of Legends up here right now. 
which shows a current player count of 572,000 with a uh, last 30 days average of 115 million Mm -hmm. with a 2 million loss or almost 3 million player loss, which is around 2%, but peak players in a day is 11 million. Okay. Uh, Let's see. And then... Uh, no, that's not it there. Uh, Destiny is another good one to look at because a lot of people play that one. Uh, looks like they're not getting proper statistics for that one, so I can't get anything there. Damn it. <laughs> uh, let's see another popular one. Fortnite. Estimated concurrent players right now is 966,000. With a peak or average monthly player count of 270 million, with a monthly loss of about 4.5 million, but peak players in a day of 31 million. So, <clears throat> using a couple of these very popular games as examples here, at least though, as you can see that the player base of Overwatch is is big, but compared to some of these other titles, is not as big as right. um, you know, it, it's not up there. Like it was. And that's where some of my concern is at is that for Overwatch in general is that for the player base you have now, is Overwatch 2 going to be enough to to keep them going with this fundamental change to everything? Or is it going to be something that alienates them enough to to say, no, I'm th- this is it. I'm going to stick with the original Overwatch and just play it until they stop supporting it. And that's it. See, and I, I, I'm almost wondering if it's not just going to be like, a, you know, a classic mode that you can select. I, I'm wondering if it's, it'll, it'll go beyond that. Like you can play, just like, because I, I think in arcade mode it's called classic. If you want to play, you know, six v six, no, no rules basically. Well, re- your standard rules, but no your limit on the standard rules, but yeah, no limit. If you want no five Winstons, if you want five Winstons and a Lucio, you can have five Winstons and a Lucio. Right. Absolutely. Right. But do you think though? But I think that- beyond that, I think they could do like you know what what would be just you know your current actual mode, like the Overwatch two mode, and then Overwatch one mode, and then you could play your your multiplayer from you know, both types of games with Overwatch one mode, you know, 6v6, or you could play all your game modes or whatever with 5v5, maybe minus one or two modes, if those were, you know, specific to being the 5v5. I just wonder, though, is that even with that, I mean, we mentioned that part in the news, but I wonder Mm -hmm. even with that, do we also run into a problem where you're not able to play something like competitive as an example for like against those in overwatch one. If you're playing overwatch two, does it limit the competitive pool to just overwatch two and that's it. So all you get is like say classic quick play that allows you to play with people in overwatch one, but competitive wise for competitive, for the story stuff for push and for the new quick play, do you only get five V five? You know, does it limit that? Because then you're now you're supporting the arcade stuff, of course, is always going to be goofy things no matter what. Mm-hmm. But now you're supporting all these extra game modes and it's just more things to continue to develop for. When do they finally stop 
doing anything like that, you know, or do they limit themselves to say for Overwatch to work between the two, you're only going to get these couple things and that's it. Everything else is going to be core Overwatch 2. That's it. You know, do you get is do you get kind of where I'm coming from on that? Well, and the the article said that you know, they did there were there were th- things about Overwatch 1 that that were going to change, but there were things that they couldn't change from Overwatch 1. So, it also makes me think that, you know, if you're if you're playing Overwatch 1 or playing with Overwatch 1 players, maybe that that's going to be your 6v6 matches. You know, if you if you want to play 6v6, it's going to have to be you're playing with Overwatch 1 people. And if you want to go if you want to play Overwatch 2, you have to play 5v5. Yeah, that's see that's where I'm kind of wondering if that's I mean, that's going to obviously be the delineation because they're not going to go back and completely rework Overwatch 1 when most of the support over there is probably going to be more like maintenance support. To the gameplay anyway, you know. Well, they are. They are adding new things to the gameplay, and that's a given. But the fundamental side of it is it's going to get to a point where it's just going to be we're just going to support it to this level. Maintenance, Mm -hmm. your standard patches, and then your regular rotation of events that they normally do every year anyway. Uh, But for Overwatch 2 the meat of the actual development team is going to be going over to that. Right. So how long is that going to go on for? And then, you know, effectively they're going to say like, I mean, I I don't know how much time they're going to give to say, okay, well, Overwatch one, we are going to be turning off the servers for at this time. And we're going to move over to every, everybody needs to be on Overwatch two. If they want to keep playing this, you know, how much time do you think there's going to be between those? I mean, what did they, like four four years, and then they'll like, they'll cut it off, and then six months later they'll release it as Overwatch Classic for sixty dollars. <laughs> I hate you because <laughs> it's I hate you because Blizzard. I know that's true. I hate you because I know that's true. God damn it, they will do that, won't they? I just I, on the uh, on the change. Yeah, it'll, side it'll here, be four. It'll be four more years after the launch of of Overwatch Two, and then yeah, six months later after after that four year point, they'll they'll be like, oh, no more. And then six months later, yeah. they'll make the announcement, hey, we've got Overwatch Classic coming out. You can't play your original copy, but you can buy the $60 copy that won't have this specific mode in it. And yeah. <laughs> We're going to overwrite your copy with this copy. So you can't yeah. do anything else with it. God, that, ugh, God, see, you say that, and I know it's true, but fuck, that pisses me off. See, because I already know when Overwatch 2 drops that I've got three copies I got to buy. So I'm already out. What is that? 180 bucks for just your standard edition? Because I got to buy yeah, one for if, me. If not I more, one if, for one you kid, know, I buy one for another kid. Because uh, some developers are actually translating those uh, 70 dollar price tags. If it, if they decide to do a 70 dollar price tag on their game, they're translating it over to everything. So it, it, if it's a 70 dollar price tag on PS5, it's going to be on Xbox, it's going to be on Switch, and it's going to be on PC too. Yeah, the pricing on these games across the board seems to be pretty consistent. So, which is sad because I, development costs have yeah. not really changed that much in comparison to, you know, the buku profits that a lot of places are showing if you produce a game that that can, can retain playership. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. Well, I wanted to at least get your thoughts there on what we had talked about in the news, you know, further, of course, because I, I think that was one of the biggest things this week. And we're going to we're going to play it. I mean, we're obviously going to buy Overwatch 2. Oh, you yeah. know, we're going to play it. We're going to we're going to enjoy it because we like the Overwatch series. We like it. But um, it's just how far things are going to actually go with the 5v5 and the the cross support that they've already been promising since the original announcement and how long that's going to work for. It's I guess it's just an amount of time that we have to Oh, I don't know. I guess it's just a, it's just time will tell exactly how yeah. long they're going to do it or they reverse course and say nope, sorry. That's gone. What what do you think you're you're most excited about for Overwatch 2? Push Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah, I wa- like the fact that the grind it's like, when when yeah. when you get to the end gate of of one side. Oof, it's yeah, gonna the be fact intense. That it's, yeah, the fact that it's one robot, not two, and yeah. you're able to, um, you, you know, you have to hold on next to the robot for a certain amount of time before he starts pushing, um, your actual wall there along. Uh, but, you know, and then the fact even, too, in the, the live stream, they said that, like, most of the games that they've played internally have always resulted in being overtime wins. They, yeah. They've they never had one where they've, That's where they've stopped. Yeah, oh, agreed. Agreed. That is definitely Because that, that means you get down to the last couple minutes of the match, and it's all grind at that point, you know. That and I think I think uh, if I had to say there was one more thing I'm excited for is some of those hero skills. Being able to level up your hero, develop them as the character you want them to be. That that'll be really cool. Yeah, but at least based on what we've seen so far in that PvP, uh, like or at least the information that's come out so far, is it looks like the PvP mode isn't going to be affected by the choices you no, make, like skill tree wise or anything. It is just going to be the story, be story stuff. Yeah. But I I think it'll be cool to be able to develop a character. Um, to give them the sense of agency that you know everyone kind of has wanted. I just, I just, uh, this is a funny one here. Before we end, I'm just thinking about it. But I wonder if like hero skins will actually be can be applied if you're playing like the story mode. So imagine you're like in a deep, serious story mode or something, and you decide to go with say Soldier seventy six. Uh, his and McCree's like summertime skins where it's the McCree as the, as the beat. Yeah. The beach day. What was basically McCree dressed up as like, he's going swimming. So he's got the towel over his shoulder and he's wearing the swim trunks. And then of course you've got, um, soldier 76 who's dressed up as the dad doing the barbecue. Imagine being in a very serious situation and that's what you have to go. It's like, right. Let's just say some far off chance that some overwatch character actually dies in the game in the story mode. And here comes, here comes someone to comfort them. And it's, or it's like Winston is the Yeti, you know, comes over to comfort them. And it's, or, it's just, Winston or even the Yeti worse or... that have you seen the new junk rat skin? Which one is that? Uh, it's like though? a, he looks like a demon from Candyland. <laughs> Yeah, see, imagine that, or imagine yeah, like what was it was it? Junk, uh, rat. junk, junk food, junk rat is what it is. Yeah, like a, that would be the terrifying. Way it, the way I see it being goofy is, um, did you ever see that, um, or did you ever play the the Telltale Minecraft game or see anything uh-uh. from it? So, in in Minecraft itself, when you kill a pig, um, mm-hmm. 
it, it drops meat, of course. It drops raw pork that you can go and cook. So in Minecraft story mode, what ends up happening is that the, the main character has a, a pet pig, and the pet pig gets hurt from something and dies. But the thing is, though, is that when it keels over, it doesn't just lay there as a corpse. It actually turns into one of those floating raw pork Oh, jeez. That's just sitting there. And so it just, it kills me every time I see it because it's just like, it's just the floating pork chop like it would be in game. And of course, they didn't do anything. You know, it's like they just kept it the way Minecraft would be. That's just one of those things I wonder where it's like, okay, maybe like, let's just say in the far off chance that Roadhog dies and Junkrat's the one that has to comfort him with his death or whatever. And it's, ju- and it's Junkrat in his Jester costume or his Scarecrow costume. And, right. and, it's, and it's Roadhog and his uh, beach, like, what is it, like the shark head or whatever it is. I'm just saying it's like, just imagine how much of a serious, like, situation oh, you could be in. But it's like, just look as goofy as could be. Like, I saw the same thing in Doom Eternal where I was wearing the unicorn skin uh, or the unicorn or the, the Doomicorn. Um, Doomicorn. I was wearing that skin and I was doing something there and I think I had killed one of the priests or something like that. And I was wearing that, and of course, it's like it's a super serious thing before you go up and do it, and all you see is just like Doom guy come up in a unicorn set of armor to smash the guy's head in. So, oh, that. but anyway, I just I had to end on that one because I thought, yeah. So I'm just hoping, you know. But yeah, push is definitely the one I'm looking forward to. So, and we'll play a lot of that anyway. But, oh yeah, that's gonna be my new favorite mode. I know. Yeah, but with that, of course, that's honestly it for everything here on uh on the news or not the news this isn't the news what am i talking about um that's everything really actually for the podcast podcast. i'm so mixed up the 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 snooze podcast. i've tried because oh god but anyway if you've been listening to us of course you actually like what you've been listening to so please make sure to follow us on your podcast platform of choice we're on google podcast apple podcast spotify and more we're also of course on our main page anchor.fm slash the dash nbc slash podcast all the platforms we're on are there so please make sure to go follow us on those uh social media facebook twitter just search for the npcs podcast on google and you'll find everything that we're on there it's the fastest way to do it of course we'll be back next week for the news we'll be back next week with another podcast episode as well too thanks everybody for tuning in we'll catch you guys all next time bye-bye